what's going on podcast listeners and watchers if you're watching today this is episode 39 and today i have in the studio with me eric Rabello. he is the ceo and founder of a digital ad agency that helps clients scale their businesses and he also is all over social media he's on youtube teaching people different strategies to grow their mindset grow their businesses and just overall grow a better life so Eric, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I love how the podcast kind of gets started. There's When I first started the podcast over a year ago, we had a lot of people that I already knew, a lot of um, entrepreneurs or artists that I was already kind of familiar with. That's how I feel like I started it. Mm-hmm. And now we're at a point where we have so many different types of people that are in Sacramento that I didn't know until now. Like the mm-hmm. last person that we just had, Dean. First time really meeting them. Same thing with you. So I'm excited to have somebody brand new. I don't know too much about your background. And that's the first thing that I want to talk about is kind of your story. Like what got you into entrepreneurship, digital marketing, ads, and what kind of brought you to that decision? Mm-hmm. So I, uh, my story kind of is, I feel like, similar to a lot of millennials right now where they were on the path to go to college and then just get a job, work like the whole nine to five thing. It's like the same story you hear every time. But um, I've never been like a fan of that. Like I got good grades in school, but I was never a fan of school. And then when I finally got to college, because it was optional, I did not take it seriously at all. I would be in class, I'd do the tests and stuff, but like honestly, I'd just be on my laptop, like learning something else or watching a YouTube video, like some other type of education. So that's when I started getting more into the digital marketing side because. So I'm 23 right now, and um, when I was 13, I started doing like photography and videography and kind of media stuff, and I got really interested in that. And I got really good at it, and then um, people started asking me like, "Would you ever shoot like a video or a video or like photo or something like that for my business?" And I was like, I "When you like, were 13?" Uh, yeah, kind of around that around that range. So wow. like. Well, not quite at 13, but like kind of like more like 15, 16. They're like, yeah, you should do like a business where you like you sell content to people and stuff. And I was like, I don't know anything about that. Like I'm not really an entrepreneur in that way. Like I was never taught how to be an entrepreneur. My parents aren't entrepreneurs, anything like that. So I never really like did anything with that. But after a while, I started learning more about like marketing and advertising, reading sales psychology books, learning about sociology. And the more I got into like human psychology, the more interest I got in marketing because those things go hand in hand. To like sell more stuff, you really have to be good at psychology. So um, after a while, when I learned like marketing and advertising, I was like, maybe I should start a business because everybody's telling me I should start a business, but like I'm just not doing it. I didn't have like the courage to do it because I was already on that path where I'm like, okay, it's safe to go to college and get a job. And then I started changing my perspective when I started hearing other people talk about how well, technically you can get fired from your job at any time. Like technically you don't, you're not like guaranteed a job after college. And like the whole system has changed so much to where it's like, just because you spend a hundred thousand in college and you know, you get like student loans and stuff doesn't mean you're guaranteed to, to get a job at all. So that scared me. So I was like, okay, like I, two years into college, I like dropped out and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to go into something. So I started, um, this business, like the marketing and advertising business. And I had a whole plethora <laughs> of services to start because I, uh, I'm pretty well versed in a lot of different things like web design and SEO and advertising just cause I've like, I think it's really fun to learn that stuff. Yeah. And then, um, people started coming to me and like I was getting like fr- I was doing free work at first and then after a while I told my my clients like hey can you pay me now and they were fine with it cuz I was getting them good results and then now I'm kind of here where I am now where it's like okay I'm creating content to help people with their businesses and then I'm actually doing the services for them 
Um, but the, the whole thing, like why I went into entrepreneurship was because I just feel like it's closer to what I actually want. Like when I put myself at like 40 years old, like working a nine to five job and just getting like your face grinded in the ground, <laughs> um, it's just not a good thought for me. I want to be able to be in control of like how much income I can make, um, how my business operates. And that was a lot of when I, when I, so I worked at a cell phone store before I actually started, um, this, uh, company. And whenever I'd want to do things, they were more operationally efficient. Like I had a better way to do it. Like uh, the whole team recognized that, but then the upper level management was like, that's not how we do stuff. And I'm like, well, you can see how this is like better to do. Right. And he's like, yeah, but that's just not how protocol is. I'm like, was it, it a chain or was it like a mom and pop? It was, it was a chain, oh, okay. chain, like big, big chain. Um, well it was, yeah, <laughs> like huge chain. I was, I'll just say that. And, um, yeah, it was just like confusing to me where I'm like, there's something I have like a better way to do it, but you don't want to do it that way. So I was like, I got to do my own thing. So now I run my business how I want, I scale it how I want, and I get to operate it how I want and then take on the clients that I want. It's like all in my control. So I feel a lot better about that because I decide pretty much everything. <laughs> so yeah. um, that's pretty much how I, why I got into entrepreneurship because like the nine to five life or life was like not for me like at all. So you talk about the benefits of entrepreneurship, being mm -hmm. able to make your own schedule, do what you want, when you want, with who you want, wherever mm -hmm. you want, right? Mm -hmm. Sexy. So beautiful. <laughs> um, but what are some of the shitty parts about entrepreneurship? I want to hear from your take on it. Like, what well, have you dealt with that have maybe you wouldn't haven't wanted to quit? Some people are like, oh, I want to quit every day. And then some people are like, oh, I never want to quit. I love it. Like, every, then there's some people that are like, you know what? I have those days, but doesn't everybody. So I want to hear about what are some of the bad moments or the biggest struggles that you've had that you've had to overcome that other people should look out for and learn from those mistakes. Mm -hmm. So... Like I said earlier, I'm not a natural born entrepreneur. I know nothing about that. I like naturally, like early on in life, I was more introverted. So it's like, I'm just not good at that stuff. Like from uh, like organically, right? I had to like learn everything and like grind it out to learn communication skills, uh, to learn marketing and everything like that. But my major struggles were literally just like starting the whole thing because I had to write my own contracts. I had to figure out uh, a bunch of legal stuff of like actually how Fuck to start yeah. a business. That is like the biggest pain in the ass. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, ever. no one wants to do that. Um, and then accounting, like just all these different things. I'm just like, oh my God. So I literally learned all these things from the ground up and it took me a while to kind of get my business off, off the ground because I'm a systems and processes type of guy. So it's like I need to have the system or the foundation in place before I feel comfortable to like execute on it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was like the biggest struggle is just like starting all those things. And with my parents not really knowing much about that and then also not having the funds to go hire somebody to do it for me, I'm like, I just got to sit down and learn. So I watched a ton of videos and read a bunch of articles about like how to start an LLC and how you should do uh, your accounting, like, you know, how you should even take payment. Like I knew nothing like at all. Like I was going into it with zero other than like the skill of Did marketing. Did dad discourage you from starting? No, not at all. If and something like that discourages you from starting, you probably shouldn't fucking start. True, like if it's true. like the little, like the little details, like literally accounting, like that's a big part of your business. But at the end of the day, that's not the business. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But go ahead. But I also feel like you have to learn those skills because if you don't, then if you hire someone to do it for you, you don't know if they're doing a good job. Yeah. So like, that's how I feel with everything is like, you can't just like delegate out everything. You have to have at least a little bit of experience or knowledge before you do that. You want to understand it, mm -hmm. but you don't want to do it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You want to hire people that are the best at what they do and have them do it. Mm -hmm. And the thing that really uh, kept me pushing through all of that is 
I really, I've done this multiple times, even in my current business where I'm like, is there another business that like, or some type of skill that I'd be like really good at other than what I'm currently doing right now? And the answer is always no. Like, I don't think there's anything else that I could be really good at other than like marketing and like business consulting and also like maybe mindset training or like helping people with like self-development. It's like, those are the only things I really care about. And I don't really have, I feel like I don't have, uh, develop skills in anything else. So that kind of left me with like, well, this is my only option. <laughs> and it's also a good option because I, I see it like this. I help people like just grow in general. Like I'm, I'm helping them grow their business and like scale it and get more customers. I'm like, what's more valuable than that? So when I come to a business owner and I'm like, you know, confident and I'm like have conviction in, in what I'm talking about, then it's like, it, it's justified because I know that I can actually get them more customers and scale their business with other stuff. Like not to, uh, you know, disrespect any other like services, but there's certain services that don't have direct like ROI correlation. Like, um, maybe doing like, you know, creating a video for someone. It's like, there isn't necessarily direct ROI. It's good for branding in like long term, but as far as like getting them a customer, like pretty soon, you can't really track it. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, just get the video out there. But as far as what I do, when I advertise, I'm like, I can track how many customers I got you. So I know I know my value, you know my value, it's pretty simple. So that makes me feel better about my business as well, just because like, I know I'm doing something valuable, if that makes sense. Yeah. But that's what really like kept me going through it. And that's why I niched down my services. I used to do video production and uh, management of social media and all these different things. Now, strictly what I do is advertising. And then if asked, I can do like a, a website or SEO, but I prefer to lead with the advertising because I know we can get results like quickly. So. Do you ever do it like a package deal? Like website, advertising, marketing? Yeah, I mainly just do the advertising services. So it's basically Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, and Google. And then eventually we're probably going to get into maybe like Pinterest and Amazon advertising once those things pop off. Or maybe even TikTok advertising because that platform is blowing it up. It is blowing up. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Gary Vee. <laughs> we all know. Oh, yeah. He's pushing that hard. Mm -hmm. And it is like, no, so I'm going to go on there soon. I, I have so, it. I literally got it. Yeah, like, well, I think I'm going to do what a lot of people are doing is taking their YouTube content and then editing it yep. into a TikTok video and yep. uploading like these little clips, kind of like people do for Instagram. Yep. So I need to get on that because TikTok is just giving people followers like crazy. I know. And like views, so. Shit. You're right. Let's do mm -hmm. it. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's true. Um, so TikTok's like going to, you know, blow up uh, even yeah. more and I need to learn those ads too. They're pretty simple. Like I already looked at the ad platform. It's very similar to like uh, like Snapchat and Twitter, like okay. how that works. Not, yeah. It's not as complex as like Facebook or anywhere like near Google, but still like a really good platform to advertise on. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of what kept me going through my, my struggles is it's the it's my only option. I know exactly what I'm good at, and this is the only thing I feel like I'm good at. So yeah. I'm just going to keep going with it, and that's it. And if I fail, then whatever. <laughs> like capitalize on your strengths. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. So you, when you're figuring out ads, like the algorithm is always changing, and mm -hmm. like how can you – I'm curious like how you do it. Like how mm -hmm. do you how do you consistently change with the trends? You know, mm -hmm. like I feel like it's a lot to do and it's mm -hmm. a lot on you. And do you enjoy like just running ads, like digital marketing, running mm -hmm. ads, getting people for results? Yeah. So that actually goes into two things. I feel so your first question is uh, like to answer that. I feel like no matter what you're marketing on, there's some set principles that you can use every single time and it always works. Um, I 
we'll try and guess like like to communicate that, but it's basically where are the people that you're trying to sell to, and then how can you effectively put your stuff in front of them over and over again, probably somewhere between six and ten times, because that's how long it takes for someone to make a buying decision. Um, before they make a purchase. And it's like that simple. No matter where it is, whether it is a billboard like 30 years ago or TikTok now, it's like, where are the people at? And then just put it in front of them over and over again. And then you have to make sure that what you're putting in front of them is a good quality um, thing and you're targeting the right people. But the principles, like, so um, a lot of people in the marketing like agency space always niche down to a specific thing. So they only work with chiropractors. So they only work in maybe even like the medical space, like something a little bit more broad. Me, I haven't niched down at all. I've worked in about 18 different industries now, and it's worked every single time in like the principles that I use. Now, the reason why it's worked is because I don't do a cookie cutter approach. Like on my YouTube channel and things like that, I've kind of branded myself as what I like to call the consultant CMO, and that's like consultant chief marketing officer. So I come into a company um, and I'll ask them questions about all their marketing efforts. And even though I know nothing about print marketing, um, I mean, in the way of like, I don't do that service. Yeah. I'll like consult them to be like, okay, how's your print marketing working? And if it's working, keep doing it. Like, I'm not going to like, that's, a, I feel like a lot of digital. Don't fix something that's not broken. Exactly. I feel like a lot of digital companies like try to be like, oh, print is dead and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, it's not dead. It's just really expensive. So if you can afford it and it's working, like do it. Like I see different gyms and stuff like that in the area still doing print marketing. And I've asked them like, has it worked? And they're like, it's worked enough. So I'm like, cool. Until it stops working, don't do it or uh, don't stop doing it. Mm -hmm. But digital is the is the thing right now where it's just like extremely inexpensive to get a lot of customers and a lot of viewership. So that's kind of where like I reside. But the consultative approach is going into their their company and figuring out everything that they do. What's their unique value proposition? Um, what are some possible upsells that they have? We can make them additional money on the back end. How's their customer service? Because a lot of times um, you can get a lot of leads and a lot of customers for people or, or like you know, more like leads and then they can't convert them into customers because they don't have that sales ability or that sales cycle. So that's actually something I'm adding on soon is sales training. Um, and I'm planning on doing like a whole like like two day training where it's like marketing and all that type of stuff. And then the second day can be sales because it's like equally as important. You'll train their team. Mm hmm. Yeah. What, what about your own team? Why don't you bring your own team in? Like, let me, let my guys handle it. You know what I mean? So yeah, the thing is with that, it's like, I don't think that's, that's super scalable because I, I would rather train their, their team, their own team. Just, they have like that foundation, no matter who they work with. Like, because mm. if I decide like later down the road that it's like, okay, we've reached our limit in the way of what we can do for you. At least I've left you with like a good sales team or a good, right. what, like a lot of knowledge to like how to keep that going if we're not like a good fit anymore most of the time that doesn't happen but i just like to make sure that they're selling people properly and not have it be on me because like if if i'm if i'm marketing and converting the customers like doing the sales it's like what is the business really doing <laughs> like nothing mm -hmm. so i want to make sure that they're they're doing their part too um but sales is like literally 50 percent of the battle if they can't convert the customers it doesn't matter how many leads i get them like they have to be able to, to convert them um, and then what was the second question you asked? Well, one of the things I wanted to ask you was how, when you're marketing, there's so many different ways to get somebody's attention. Do you also focus on copywriting or like tell them what type of video to create? Like, what do you think converts the best? Obviously depends, I guess on the business, but you would mm -hmm. know better than me. Yeah. So that's where I like in my consultative approach, I really break it down contextually based on the business. Uh, a lawyer, probably not a good idea to do Facebook or Instagram ads unless they just want to build their brand for long term. So it's like if there's a, and then also you'd probably want to have 
have a service that's a little bit more mainstream or not as niche, like personal injury. There's a lot of personal injury lawyers. So you can do Facebook and Instagram ads just to build your brand and then eventually people like will just kind of start flooding in, but it's not like right away. People, most lawyers should be doing like Google ads or something that's a little bit more intent based. Like yeah. with Facebook and Instagram, you're going to the customer and saying like, here's my stuff. Like, do you want to buy it? With Google, they're coming to you. And it yes. is more expensive to, to uh, do Google because it's a little bit older and it's intent based, but it's like worth it because the person's like coming to you. Mm -hmm. um, but that's, that's what I do. Like depending on what the business is, it's like, and then like some, uh, some larger companies that are trying to do like B2B, I'm like, do LinkedIn advertising. Like you can literally advertise to the CEO of like Chevron if you want to and just put it on his feed and then he's going to see it as, as long as he's checking LinkedIn and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's like, depending on the business, I choose what platform and what strategies and stuff like that we're going to use. And then I think the question you asked me earlier was like, how do I like figure out the campaigns and also do I enjoy doing it? The first, the first thing I do enjoy doing it because when I see my clients win or another business win, I think of that, I kind of like live vicariously through that. Like I'm winning as well. And I just like a challenge. Like I just, I just like to win at things cause I'm competitive. So it's like when I see uh, them getting results, like I get like super excited. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And then as far as figuring out the campaigns, there's a bunch of different things that go into an advertising campaign. Like you said, like the copy, um, the creative, like the actual um, video or picture. Videos do convert better than photos um, just because you can just relay more information to people and build more trust. A photo is just like a stagnant thing and photos work, but videos definitely work better. Uh, the copy is extremely important because if you don't have the right copy, you can't connect to the person. Now the copywriting can also be in the video, like what you say in the video, like your, your script. Um, but there's also like, are you targeting the right people? Cause like if you put an ad in like a really good ad in front of the wrong people, it's not going to convert. So you got to make sure you got your targeting, you got your copywriting, you got your creative. And then also is your offer good? This is something I see a lot of businesses, like pretty much every business like struggle with. They don't have a compelling offer. It's just like, okay, buy my service. Like that's pretty much it. There's no like lead magnet. Like, do you believe in yeah, lead magnets? Exactly. Um, I, I do because it's like, there's no urgency. You know what yeah. I mean? Like with so much information and so much like competition and stuff like that out there, people are kind of just window shopping more than ever. And just kind of like, you know, researching and learning and information and it's like information overload. So you have to have something of like why you buy now. Um, now in certain businesses, like you don't need that as much, like with a lawyer, if someone just got sued, they know <laughs> why they're coming to you. You don't need a lead magnet for that. But most other businesses, you need like a reason why they are going to do business with you right now and like create some urgency. And then usually you create urgency by creating a limited time offer or some type of thing that isn't forever. You know what I mean? That they can't get always. So I'd recommend having like a really good offer, but also something that's not like when they, <laughs> sometimes they see like gyms or something like that. Be like, all right, you get 10% off your first month. I'm like, dude, who's going to come in for that? Like no one cares. Like I wouldn't care about 10% off. Like I'm like entice me with something else, like two free sessions. I'm like, oh, like that's, that's like hundred percent free, but you're going to get a lot more people in the door and then you can sell them on the back end for some like high ticket service. So yes, like you're going to get some people that drop off, but then you're going to get a couple people that buy like a $2,000 a month personal training package and it's worth it to give those free two sessions to people. Yeah. So there's that. And then, yeah, just, just overall value. Like, I feel like a lot of businesses aren't focused on how can I provide, well, I mean, okay, I don't want to say that. Like, there are a lot of businesses that care about providing value to their customer, but in their marketing, they're just not displaying that, that they, like, care and they want to provide a lot of value. Um, so if the person doesn't know that, then, like, why are they going to buy from you? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So. Exactly. So you do all of that. Mm -hmm. So you'll do the copy. You'll help everything. them create it. 
Did they have to do the video? Like, or you, you know how the poopery, the video, the ad? What? The poopery. What is that? It's like the biggest ad out there. I haven't Not seen Not the biggest, that. but it's the one where you have like a little spray and you spray it in the toilet before you take a poopy and then it like locks in the odor. That's so funny. The ad, oh my the God. ad like blew up and I even saw wow. it in the store the other day. I was like, holy mm. shit, they're really like out here. <laughs> Literally, but holy she, shit. They had, an, <laughs> they had an actress do it. So wow. do you get that or do you make the owners like do it? So yeah, it's not possible for me to go to, because I have, I don't have clients just like locally, like it's all over the nation. Mm. So it's like, I can't really like, I mean, I guess I could fly out and have it pay a team of like contracted out uh, videographers and stuff like that, but that's going to be a lot of money. So usually what I tell them is go ahead and create the content yourself. You do need to do the content in house. Like I don't think that content should be outsourced long term. And if you do want to outsource it, maybe only outsource like 50%. Like you do have to have people in house that are creating content, whether it's the owner or like the business development manager or something like that. And it doesn't have to be that complex. Like, uh, to be honest, a lot of my clients just do iPhone videos and they'll just yeah. talk to the camera and they'll I be, think that's more, it's more relatable and yeah. it's more authentic. And when they've done uh, tests, um, less professional videos actually, um, convert more just because it's like, it's, it's more relatable and authentic. Um, rather than some super professional video that like when someone sees that they're like, what is this person trying to sell me? Like they get kind of skeptical. So when they just see the raw authentic video of just you, it's like, they're like, oh, this is like a real person that's trying to help me out. Um, so to answer your question, like in a nutshell, it's, they have to do the content. And then, um, if they don't have content already, I consult them on what type of content to make. And sometimes I'll even kind of write it out like a, like a script, like, when you're doing copywriting, I have like five steps, which is basically like acknowledge who you're talking to. Um, so it's like, hey, Sacramento or whatever. So like now it's like, okay, this is a little bit contextual or, oh, hey, single mothers, hey, parent, uh, people that have parents with Alzheimer's, like anything. Like, so they understand, okay, he's talking to me and then um, acknowledge the problem. So I can't really give an example right now, but it's like acknowledge what uh, problem they're having and make it feel like or make them feel like you understand them. The next thing or the next two things you can actually swap out. It's either testimonials first or solutions first. Um, but it's basically you can give your solution. But I would recommend more often than not doing testimonials next of like, hey, you have this problem. We've helped like 37 people last week solve that exact same problem within like 19 days. So here and then like you have the testimonials that are real. Probably you want to have them on video of like customers and clients actually saying how amazing your service is or your product. And then provide the solution of here's how we can do it. Here's how it works in the briefest way possible. Also, when you talk about the solution, don't, um, you don't want to do like, what is it called? Uh, features. You want to do benefits. So it's like, oh, like our product yeah. has this particular thing. It's like, they don't care about that. It, they care about what it does for them and the benefit that the, like, uh, you know, comes from that. And the last thing is a call to action. That's really solid. You only want to have one call to action per ad. Um, if you, if you have another call to action, make a whole separate ad for it. Just make yeah. it contextual to that. Cause I've seen ads where it's like, they have like three different call to action and I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? Like I got, <laughs> I got to pick one. Um, you but need to tell them what to do. Exactly. So that's my five step process for copywriting and then creating just a, some type of video content that like works and people don't have to do that for just ads. If you make like organic content, like on YouTube, um, then it's like, you should run that like every single time because that's the, that's a sales process. And then by the time they get to the end, the call to action, they're pretty much already sold. And then maybe you get on the phone with them or they click to your website and a lot of them are going to buy cause they already, if they filtered that video and they watch the whole thing, they're obviously a qualified person. Absolutely. I want to know what's your favorite type of lead magnet and what do you think converts the mm -hmm. best? And of course every business is different, but I want to know mm -hmm. from your opinion, what you think overall is the best. 
man, there's like a billion ideas. Like I see all these, all these like documents of like 37 league madness you can use for your business stuff. It's like, there's so many things that you can do. Um, I would say, yeah, like literally I can't even give an answer for that. Um, guide. Nobody reads the eBooks anymore. Like nobody, nobody reads. (laughs) Yeah. So I would still become a lead. (laughs) I I know. Right. So it's like an eBook could possibly work if it's, well, instead of like an eBook where it's like a whole thing, um, it's more like maybe like a one pager, like a cheat Mm. sheet. Cheat Mm. sheets are getting more popular just because it's just one page and it's just like exactly what you need to know. And it's like super brief. So cheat sheet could be good. Um, or sometimes, yeah, like a guide, but just one page. Um, another thing could be like a case study. So like someone would actually read that. Like if you think about like a B, like a person, like a B2B uh, type of client and they're needing some type of huge technological solution, if they get a, like a five page case study, it's not even that long, they're going to read through the whole thing and see yeah. and be like, okay, here's this particular client. This is the results they got for them. They're going to read that. As far as like a normal consumer reading an ebook, it's just not really going to happen unless it's like a free book funnel. You see a lot of like Russell for, Brunson, like, free book, just pay for the shipping. Exactly. And that works, like, crazy because yeah. the consumer... I read it. Yeah, no, it's a super good book. Yeah. But, like, that that's... Uh, I, it's not really an ebook. I guess it is a physical book. But people yeah. will read that because it's, like, a longer form thing rather than just, like, a seven-page ebook thing. Like, yeah. I don't know. It, it depends on, like, the value. People with a, with a longer book like that, I think they feel like they're going to get more value at it or a, a lot more information out of it that benefits them. So, like, maybe they'll read it. But then a lot of people... The whole purpose of that book funnel is you buy the book and then are like a free book with shipping. And then the whole purpose is just to get you the upsell. So if you pay uh, the shipping for the book for click funnels in particular, the next upsell I think is like some type of small course or something like that. And then right after that, then it goes to, Hey, by the way, like you bought these two first things. Why don't you buy $297 worth of click funnels per month for the software? And it's mm-hmm. like that person is pretty qualified by that time. So there's a lot of like buyers, but the whole point of that book, uh, Russell talks about it was to sell um, more ClickFunnels subscriptions for free. And how he did it was when, because he, uh, if you actually listen to some of his podcasts, he talks about how other companies that were uh, doing that type of software had a lot of venture capital. And then he was like, how can we, how can we buy customers for free? And he's like, he created the book funnel and it got them all the way to ClickFunnels. But by the time they purchased the software, he's already made his money back on the advertising. So he mm-hmm. bought a bunch of customers for free and just like blew it up. So it was an amazing strategy. Um, He's a genius. He, yeah, marketing genius for sure. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious. I heard this one saying. It was, if you learn how to market, you'll never go broke. If you learn marketing, you'll never go broke. And as we talked about, delegating is sometimes what people love to do because mm-hmm. they'd rather focus on their strengths, not their weaknesses. And someone may not be good at marketing, so they'll hire out. They'll hire somebody like you. Mm-hmm. But do you recommend, like, honestly, do you recommend that people learn how to market before hiring anyone? Or do you feel like they should at least learn the basics of it to know, like, if something was to happen, if they were to lose, like, you know, they can't afford marketing anymore, whatever the case may be? What do you think? Yeah, no, like I said earlier, no matter what it is, you have to learn at least a little bit of it before you outsource it. Um, so how I do that is I don't like get on the phone with a potential client and then go, yeah, you should go learn some stuff for six weeks and I'll see you later on that phone call. I'll teach them. 
I'll educate them on exactly what they need to know. And then I'll be like, do you see why we're do like, like, and then I tell them what my solution is of like, this is what we're going to do. And then I go like, basically ask them, do you see why we're doing that? And they're like, yeah, based on what you said here and here and here, it makes sense why that strategy works. And this one doesn't. Cause I have a lot of clients that like, cause digital marketing is such a like interesting space where like that word, like people don't even know what that word means anymore. Like it could mean advertising. It could mean video content. Like it's just all over the place. Yeah. So that's why I say digital advertising agency. Cause it's very like specific but um, people need to need to learn it first and I, I try to do a good job of explaining that on the call but a lot of clients come to me and they don't really understand like what I'm doing so they'll be like oh so you're gonna handle posting on our social media and this and that and I'm like no 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 no, no. I'm just doing the advertising because that's gonna get you more customers really quickly and they're like but what about the social media advertising I'm like you can pay someone else to do that I don't really want to do that because it's again like it's harder to track like a direct ROI and it's like a better use of both of our time just to do focus on the advertising, the website design or conversion rate optimization of your website to make sure it's like when people get to the site, it's converting and then also SEO so people can organically find your site. But it's like those are revenue generating like activities or services. The posting on social media is more of a branding thing just so like you look good, like yep. if people come to your page, they see, okay, this, is, this business is consistently posting. If they're not consistently posting, it's like, is this business dead? Do they, are they around anymore? do they close down but like I don't focus on that that you can get for pretty cheap like on like Upwork or something like that so I'd recommend mm -hmm. they pay for that but um, yeah sorry to go back the, no, it's okay. the, uh, the thing is they do have to to learn it so I recommend they do read a couple books watch a couple YouTube videos watch a couple of my YouTube videos mm -hmm, yep. <laughs> um, but like so that, that's also what I make content about is like literally I explain like how to do a lead generation ad on YouTube and then people are like why would you teach people how to do exactly what you do? And I'm like, because they don't want to do it. <laughs> they, they, it's going to take them years to figure out how to do it effectively anyway. Like a 15-minute like video is not going to destroy my business. Like they're not going to be able to figure it out. You need a lot of like skills and expertise to actually do it effectively. So it's like I'm not scared to put out like free content and tell people yeah. exactly what I do because I'm like 99% of people aren't going to do it. They don't know how or they do want to delegate it. So. Yeah, but they want to understand it. Mm -hmm. So why don't you, okay, in the simplest way possible for someone that literally has never marketed in their life, mm -hmm. has thought about it, but just doesn't even know where to start. Some of the key things that doesn't matter what industry, mm -hmm. what business, what niche they're in, it can help them if they do it today. If they learn how to do it or like you give them the facts or the tips and then they're able to implement it. Not saying that they're going to make a lot of money like right mm -hmm. away, not saying yeah. that they're going to generate a ton of leads, but what are some key things to really keep in mind, some principles that will help anyone in any business? Okay. So uh, a lot of businesses aren't exactly unique. Like most businesses are not the only business on the planet that does what they do. So you can go look at what your competitors are doing and then you can actually look like kind of behind the scenes of like what ads they're running on Facebook, what you can use tools like SEM rush, which is like a search engine optimization tool to see like what keywords they're ranking for. Like you can do some data and analytics research beforehand to see like the tactical stuff, like the nerdy stuff of exactly like what they're doing. But as far as like basic level marketing, I would say before even going to other people you have to get like uh, confident in your product or service and understanding who it helps and why so like I feel like businesses just kind of have like their product or service and they just throw it out there to like anybody um, I feel like people do need to niche down a little bit more and that sounds kind of hypocritical because I haven't niched down but like I just have case studies from a diff bunch of different industries so it's like 
I, I feel like I'm okay to do that. But for most businesses, you need a niche down to start, and then you can you can like broaden your horizons later to other stuff. But when you t when you like zone in on one particular thing that you're working on, and you just obsessively work on that over and over again, and then you make sure that you're showing that thing to the correct people. Basically, to answer your question, it's just like do research first before you start putting stuff out there, and then now you have an effective or a strategy that you think is like you're pretty confident is going to work, and then you can go execute on it. At least that's how I like I operate, just because like I don't like to uh, <laughs> I don't like to shoot then aim. I like to aim and shoot. Like that's just how how I do things. Yeah. But for someone who's never marketed before, figure out where your audience is, the people that want to buy your stuff. What whether platform? No. no, where they are regardless, because like, um, I mean, to be honest, most businesses should be doing digital marketing just because that's where everybody's attention is. But for the, some off chance, you know, if, if like print marketing is like the thing that you need to be doing, like I'm like, they call it like platform agnostic, right? I don't care really where the thing is or the people are. It's like, it's like just wherever they are, just do it. So like in five years, Facebook not, might, might not be around and we're going to have, like my agency is going to have to upgrade to doing Amazon advertising or doing whatever other platforms, TikTok advertising, things like that. You just have to grow. But you should find out where they are right now and don't like really think too much in the future because it's like, oh, my, my clients are going to be in tic on TikTok in five years. So I should start doing like a like number one uh, platform that I'm going to focus on is TikTok. It's like, well, no, everybody currently is on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and Google and LinkedIn. So figure out which platforms, depending on your type of business, are the most um, ROI positive for putting out content. And then I guess maybe that's something that I can add is start putting out content about like educating people on what you do and you're going to get people coming to you. I like YouTube to start because it's like the long form content people are searching for it. And then depending on like the comments and things like that, I'll see what videos are people watching and what videos aren't people watching. And then I'll take like the little, like the best clips out of those videos and put them on Instagram. That's how I, how I figure out what content I need to put out is I just listen to like who's watching it or listen to like the market. Um, and yeah, if someone puts out a lot of content and they just figure out where their people are and then just go like attack it like over and over again, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Um, heard that big crash. Um, but yeah, just figure out where they are, go and attack it. And then when you go to communicate that to them, do it in the most simple way. Only talk about benefits. Don't talk about features, features. unless they ask, like if they like, Hey, what's the particular thing that you do? Like, can you give me this detail? Um, when you tell them that detail, now it's like, okay, now you're an authority or an expert in your space because or that's how they see you because you knew the details, but mainly it's just like simplify it. Like you should, whenever someone has a business, you should be able to explain exactly what you do in like a sentence or two. And if you can't do that, you don't, well, you don't know it well enough. Kind of like, uh, I think Albert Einstein said that if you can't explain something like to like a third grader, it's like, you just don't know it. Um, so simplify your stuff and then like put it out to the marketplace and niche down and find where your people are at and just attack it. Love it. Mm -hmm. That's very, very helpful. Guys, this is probably the most in-depth marketing podcast we've ever had. This is insane. Awesome. I can tell you must love what you do. Oh, I'm like obsessed about it. Like literally, okay, so just to give like context, I'm such a like obsessed with like winning just because like it makes me feel good. Like and for my clients and stuff, they're like, I was about to go to sleep and it was like maybe like midnight or one in the morning or something like that literally before I was about to like, like finally go to sleep and like rest. Um, I just had like a thousand thoughts and I was like, all right, I need to write it down. I got up for like another two hours and just write it a bunch or wrote a bunch of stuff down, made like some slides and things like that. And just like, was like, 
I had like an epiphany and then I went back to bed because <laughs> I was like, okay, I finally like figured this thing out. And then the next day I implemented it and then we got like some more results and stuff. Wow, so, I love it. I'm curious. I'm curious. So you have a bunch of clients, you're running your business. Mm -hmm. Has there ever been a time where you didn't get any one results? Be honest. I'm not that you're not honest. I always tell me be honest, but so you know. the like I don't take on like I'm I'm a pretty good judge if I'm gonna get uh, them results or not. I don't take people on if I don't think I'm gonna get them results. Um, and I can kind of tell beforehand because I ask them like so many questions. Like my sales process is much different than other marketing agencies where it's like, like you know they're like hard selling them on exactly like, Oh, this is, this is why our service is the best and this and that. I'm like, no, no, no. I asked uh, literally the first meeting is just like 45 minutes of just questions after question after question. I'm like interviewing them. And then after I get all the data, finally the sales pitch at the end is like five or 10 minutes and then handle some objections. If they like, are like, well, you know, I'm, I'm scared about if it's going to work. And I'm like, well, I have case studies. Like I already showed you the case studies earlier. You know what I mean? Like you can decide if you want to go forward with it or not. If you feel comfortable based on our results in the past, we can do it. If not, like I don't really try to do like a hard sell. Cause I'm like, mm -hmm. if you want the service, like you, you, you know, and you trust it, then you'll, you'll do it. But, um, there hasn't been any client that I hasn't, haven't gotten some results for. Now, if I don't think I can get a client results on a consistent basis, like every single month, I'll do more of like a one-time project thing where I'll be like, okay, I'm going to charge you a larger fee, a, cons a consultative thing, and then I'll set up the whole like campaign and strategy for you and work with your team to do it. And then, um, and just kind of leave it at that and let you guys handle it if you want to save some money for now. And then if you guys like can't handle it over time, you can bring me back in and I can try and do something on like a monthly basis. But I'm like being honest, like I haven't had any clients that I haven't got results for just because I'm very careful with who I take on. I honestly don't want to take on a client that I'm like even like, like, well, I mean, somewhat doubtful of. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like you can't like guarantee results or anything like that or promise anything. I don't guarantee any results to any of my clients. But like, if I'm not like pretty sure that I can get them results, I'm like, eh, maybe not a good fit, and I'll probably just recommend them to someone else. Funny enough, I actually just did that last week. I had a client where they were not. Um, they weren't like super trusting of the service and I, I explained everything to them perfectly and I was like, here's the case studies, here's what we're going to do. And then they told me, they're like, listen, the price is not an issue. The value is not an issue. We see that you know what you're talking about. The single thing, like they, I, cause I drill them with questions to figure out what the real like thing is. And they told me, they're like, the real thing is that we've been burned by seven marketing companies in the past trying to do exactly what you do. And I'm like, Hmm. And then like, I mean, to be honest, the other marketing companies weren't doing exactly like there was some additional strategies I was going to put in place that probably would get them better results. But they told me, we just don't trust marketing companies at this point. Like it's just difficult. So then they were like, can we do like, can you do some stuff for free and this and that? And I was like, listen, I would love to do that. It's just that like, I can't, like, I, I don't have the time to do like a free thing. You have a business to run. They should know yeah. that better than anyone. That's what I, I no, but I a hundred percent understand yeah. them saying that though, because Honestly, if I get if I got burned by seven companies over service that I really wanted, it's going to help me. I'm not going to trust people either. So I'm yeah. 100% empathetic to what they're talking about. It's just that we weren't a good fit. So what I did was I found the best marketing company I could find that does exactly what they wanted, like to the T, even better that I would do it because it's a little bit more niche. And I found a marketing company uh, just with like a quick Google search. And I was like, I saw their testimonials and their process because they posted it online. I think this company is going to be a better fit for you. And then they were like, Wow. <laughs> like, so, and it's like, I'm not going to get any money out of that. I'm not going to get anything, but it's just putting like goodwill or good, like good vibes <laughs> out yeah. there. That's probably going to, you know, come back eventually. They might refer me to somebody else um, because of that, because I actually help them to the yeah. best of my ability, but I didn't really try and push and take them on. Like, just because I'm like, 
it, it might not be the good fit because you don't you you've just been burned by too many companies. I don't think I'm I'm going to be able to. Um, I just don't want that like kind of pressure or that kind of like overbearing type of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just refer them to someone else. So I think they can help them. I think that's a good decision. Mm-hmm. Very, very nice. I like that. And I think that's part of um, principle too, just having like that good will, mm-hmm. just being a, a overall good person, doing good business, having your principles and your values lined up. It's always come back to me like every single time. Cause like I'll get referrals from, from people that, I literally, it was funny. There was a guy like a year ago where I, um, I was on the phone with him and he actually couldn't afford my services, but I helped him. And I was like, here's the exact strategy you need to do. I made a video for him like personally. And I was like, here's the exact strategy. I told him exactly what to click, like everything. And I was like, I mean, you're not going to be able to do it as well as like me and like my team will just because it's like we have like the skill and expertise. But if you do some learning, you look at some stuff on YouTube, you could try it out, see if you can make some money with advertising. And then he referred me to someone else, even though I never like really got any like money out of that or anything. But like, and then he gave me like a good testimonial video and stuff. So it's just one of those things where, yeah, if you put out like, you know, good vibes, like you'll get them in return. Absolutely. Love it. Cool. Tell these people where they can find you. Um, so youtube.com slash Eric Rebello uh, is my YouTube channel. Uh, my website is ericrebello.com. On Instagram, Eric Rebello was taken. I'm actually trying to get an Insta- I hate that. I Mine was taken. What I yeah, really I'm trying to get an Instagram support person to act because it's a deactivated account. So I'm like, I'm going to see if I can get it. I don't yeah. know if I will. But it's Eric and then the letter J Rebello on Instagram. And then uh, you can find me on all the other social media platforms. But those are the main three that I'm on. Perfect. Awesome. Last question. Is there any opportunity for people to work with you, work for you, get mentorship from you, talk to you? How would they do that? Yeah. So they can go through my website. They can DM me on Instagram, send me an email, however you feel like you can contact me. Um, as far as working for me, yeah. If someone's experienced in like, you know, Google ads and Facebook ads and copywriting, SEO, website design, they can always like see if like it's a good, you know, good fit for like a contract position. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if they want to work with me, uh, I can do like a probably it's about a 30 or 45 minute call that I do. I call it a discovery call because I'm just figuring out like if it's a good fit or not. And I'll tell you like as a client. For- yes, as okay. a client. And then if um, if it's not a good fit, like I'll tell you, like I'll, I'm not just honest. I don't want to work with someone that um, isn't a good fit for me and like vice versa. Like it just wouldn't make sense. It's like a time waster on both sides. But yeah. then I'll try my best to refer to someone else as well. But if you want to become a client, you can do that. And then um, yeah, other than that, just like my YouTube content and like sharing that with people or if you find it helpful, just let me know and send me a message because I always like feedback. Perfect. Awesome. I Great appreciate, guys. appreciate you having me on as well. Absolutely. This is awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I, I feel like these last couple of episodes have just been so like killer. Yeah, yeah. that, and they're so deep into a specific industries mm-hmm. rather than just about mindset, just about business. Like I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people do too, but that was great. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Guys, you heard it here first. You might have even saw it if you're on YouTube. If you aren't, you should go. And we'll see you on the next episode. See ya.